I'm Art Kaplan at the NYU Langone Division of Medical Ethics. Some fascinating news in the field of reproductive technology broke, got a little bit lost amidst all the headlines concerning Ebola and other things that have been in the news, but a team in Sweden announced the first baby born from the transplant of a uterus. And that is a fascinating approach to trying to help people who are either born without a uterus or perhaps have had it surgically uh, removed. Um, people wondered whether it would be possible to get a baby born. There has been one child born, and as of uh, the time of my talking to you, there were two more pregnancies uh, that had not yet been uh, announced that were in the chute uh, from people who also had uterine transplants. So how does it work? Well, a person may have had their uterus removed because they had some sort of cancer that required uh, the removal of the uterus. They may have been born without one. There are certainly thousands of people worldwide, women, who have no uterus to use uh, in having a child. The idea behind the transplant is take a uterus from a living donor, and that's all that's been used so far, maybe a mother or a sister. Potentially you could use a stranger, and in fact potentially you could use a cadaver donor, although no one's gone that far yet. Transplant it in, do the surgery, begin to give the recipient immunosuppression, because you have to do that for any transplant so they don't reject foreign tissue, allow them to get pregnant using uh, in vitro fertilization, putting embryos into that womb, and then take the child out by C-section because the physical force of a birth would be too much probably for the transplanted uterus to sustain. So the goal is to let a woman who wants to carry their own child do so, have the experience of pregnancy. Now, what are the options? Well, they could use a surrogate. In fact, they could decide not to have a child at all, but they could use a surrogate. They could adopt. This is not a situation where you're actually allowing someone to have a child who couldn't. You're allowing them the experience of pregnancy. So that raises a couple of very interesting ethical questions. Is it worth it from the point of view of finances to go through all this? You've got a donor who's put at risk to supply the uterus to somebody. They have to undergo surgery, and there's cost there. The drugs cost a lot. You have to give them at least through the pregnancy. When you take the child out by the C-section, you could take out the uterus, and that will all end, but it's not cheap to do all of this. You're talking tens of thousands of dollars. In a world of scarce resources, does this make sense? Well, part of the answer to that is, can women really find options. I think in some parts of the world they can because you could hire a surrogate to do this and perhaps it makes more sense to do that and have a child delivered normally rather than by C-section which raises its own issues. We don't know whether the children born this way are going to be premature or have health issues because of exposure to immunosuppression uh, because maybe they just have to come out sooner in a transplanted uterus. So a case could be made that it's a little bit safer in any event to use a surrogate mom. Problem is in many parts of the world and in many states in the US, surrogacy is illegal. And we can debate the rights and wrongs of that another time, but the reality is access to surrogates is not available to a lot of women around the world. That's particularly true in the Middle East where surrogacy is banned. So this procedure may find use in some parts of the world where there's not going to be any access to a surrogate and people would feel almost shame or stigma if they didn't deliver their own child. If they used someone else to do it, it wouldn't be uh, something that would be culturally acceptable. So I suspect there is a demand for this, although small, in some parts of the world. 
The other big issue for uh, doing this uh, uterine transplant is trying to decide how you determine whether a donor really can make a donation. A mom who's asked by a daughter, can I have your uterus because I don't have one and you need a grandchild is probably a woman who's not really going to be giving a free consent. She's going to feel somewhat coerced about this. Are there enough living donors out there to help women who might want to use this? I suspect not, and I think we'll see the push move soon if this uh, turns out to produce healthy kids to cadaver donation. Most people, when they sign a donor card, they're thinking about their liver, they're thinking about their heart, but they're not thinking about their uterus. And that raises its own emotional issues, psychosocial issues about whether people, women, would feel comfortable donating their uterus upon their deaths. Undoubtedly, some would, but perhaps some wouldn't, and that might decrease the willingness of people to be organ donors overall. So it is nice that we had a birth, and that's a wonderful thing to celebrate, the first child born of a uterine transplant, but there are a whole host of tough ethical issues that really have to be addressed before this technology moves forward. I'm Art Kaplan at the NYU Langone Medical Center. Thanks for watching.